Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luz Cannon, along with the extremely handsome and great-smelling Baco. Yeah, according to Josh Toomey. Uh, <laughs> it's a great intro that you... Toomey. Toomey, Toomey, French. And of the Talk To Me podcast... Good Lord. The Talk To Me podcast from last episode. And this is not part two, for those tuning in, of the High Elevation and Grand Rock Timber podcast. Correct, Baco? Correct. We're just taking an intermission because of why? Um, well, you asked me if I would, and I said yes. I know nothing more. <laughs> because because we're still in editing, but we wanted to supply <laughs> to supply our our loyal listeners with some content. Yeah. And yeah, explain what? what you mean when you say we're still editing. <laughs> you you're still editing. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But no, I was inspired by in the last month or so, there's been just a shitload of what we're calling this episode ripe rock. <laughs> You smell that? Just fresh. It's a fresh album. It's brand new. And it's inspiring. Like we say, what's the theme of the show? What's the slogan? Um, if rock... <laughs> you motherfucker. Say it. Rock, rock's not dead. It's hiding. And, well, you found it, you bastards. Good it's job. Something like that. Or according to every time we have somebody else do the intro, it's like, uh, way to go. Or, nice job. You have anything else to add? You're very quiet today. You're, you're the not- rock, I, we're just getting started. Uh, the rock is so ripe, you have to leave it on the counter in the kitchen for two days before you can listen to it. <laughs> See, I knew you were ready. Okay, good. Ah, Baco, always, adding, <laughs> always adding, adding some great color. I came up with a lot of picks, and have you even had a chance to listen to any of these? I know it just threw this, this is completely impromptu. We just were inspired to do a quick podcast. I didn't even get a chance to look at the list, so this is going to be a lot of fun for me. (laughs) All right. So we're going to just go over – we're kind of just going to bullshit a little bit in between songs, but what's what's the theme of this episode as far as content? Well, Ripe Rock is new music, uh, new bands, stuff that's – I mean, within the last, what, year? Is that kind of where you wanted to throw it Um, roughly? 2016. Actually, a lot of it just in the last couple months. So let's let's bust this out with kicking it off with uh, an album – that I just did a review on for Decibel Geek. That's decibelgeek.com. And that is the spectacularly stupid album, Airborne, Breaking Out of Hell. Have you heard this at all? Have you heard any tracks off of it? No, I read your review. I'm probably going to have to dig into it a little bit. At least it sounds like it might be a fun little spin, but uh, I have not. It's just so dumb. I mean, at the end of this, I listened to it in track 11. I was in my bedroom and I couldn't get out of my bedroom for about two hours because I'd become so stupid. I didn't know how to doorknob worked. <laughs> it lowers no, your these IQ. Guys, uh, Go ahead. Aren't these guys like, um, it was them and jet that were kind of like two Australian ACDC, basically copycat bands that were put together by the same guy. Weren't they? That I'm not aware of. I mean, Jet, I never thought was ACDC, really, um, if you heard their full albums. But but this this is definitely, I called them in the review, and I assume at some point somebody's used this before, but I've never seen it. Aussie, DC. You know, mm, I mean, they're, yes. They're, they're, they're basically, you know, the Australian ACDC. And again, this album, as each track, your IQ would I thought down. ACDC was Australia's ACDC. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> it's that's like it's like negates it. It's a two positives, or I, I can't do the math. But the the point is, is that your IQ <laughs> will continuously go down ten points per song, and 
the dumbest one on the album is uh, I'm Going Down. Did you see the lyrics of that one? I'm Going Down <laughs> on You. I didn't know I was supposed to study the lyrics. Jesus, I didn't look at the song titles. Uh, no, I, I gotta assume with with uh, with Airborne though, they're um, they're probably not uh, um, helping their cause to join Mensa or anything like that. No, I mean we're talking about lyrics that, but it, it's one of these things that the lyrics are so dumb, they're it's glorious. So one of the songs, the uh, the band has obviously been watching way too much porn. Because it's it's the name of the song title is Do Me Like You Do Yourself. And here's the plot. Here's the lyrics. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so this guy lives in an apartment building. And he happens to see his neighbor, uh, this, this uh, young vixen, who simply has the curtains open a little bit. And he sees her... You know, diddling her honeypot is, uh, or what other euphemism would you like to, to use? Um, cucumbering her, uh, ta- da- falafel. Okay. Clicking her, her mouse, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to say it, that's what she's doing. And he, he sees it. Fapping. Yes. Whatever you want to say. And, and then what he does is, of course, he knocks Clicking the, the bean. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're looking this up online right now. No, I'm not that good of a typer. (laughs) But realize, right now what I've done is more innuendo that's on the entire album. There is no innuendo. It's basically like, hey, I'm going to eat your pussy. That's basically how this album goes. It is classy with a capital C. I don't think I'm going to listen to it now. (laughs) It's, it's, It's fucking... That exact phrase is not said, but they say things like, I'm going down on you, I'm going to eat you up. But it's so infectious. I mean, I... I don't know what to say. This is the point. The guy sees a girl masturbating. Then, what does he do next? Think of any plot in any porn movie. Um, well, he delivers a pizza to her. <laughs> why? <laughs> By the way, he knocks on the door. So why in every porn movie, it's it's two professions, right? What, <laughs> what are the two professions that, that get laid? Well, pool boy uh, and pizza are the two big ones, right? And a plumber. Plumber's a good one. I think that's it. It's like mechanic. those. those <laughs> what's a mechanic doing knocking on the door? Hey, need a car fixed? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't think it's a mechanic. You know why? Because those guys knock on your door. I don't think a mechanic. I've never had a car mechanic. No, no, no. Yeah, you're asking why the other two professions. That's got to be it. I it's guess. Like, but well, mailmen, mailmen don't get lucky. Mailman knocks on your door when, you, or UPS guy when you got a big package. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, but there was a very un unsexy jobs, not like plumber. <laughs> so plum, plumbers are, I mean, anyway. So he knocks on the door, and the man gets laid.
Have you heard the new Ghost? No, I keep hearing the people tell me I should. I almost bought it, but it's at like four songs, and it was like nine dollars at Best Buy. So I'm just gonna download it when I get around to it. It's like it's, I think the MP3 album is only like five bucks. So yeah, well, it's it's really good. Um, well, it's there's some um, there's a cover of your Eurythmics on it. That's they do Missionary Man, which is pretty badass. Huh. And uh, the other covers, I don't even know they're originals. It's like one of those really cool cover albums, kind of like when you heard Garage Days re-revisited or whatnot. Oh, that okay. Did you ever know the originals when you heard that? To me, it was all new music. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so this is kind of like what that album is, except they have one original song, and that is Square Hammer, which is a funny title, right? Yeah. And Odd. Odd, and during the entire song, not once is a hammer mentioned. So I like titles like that. Yeah, but they do say square, and I'll tell you this much: this is the most. If you and this is not a an insult at all, but this is definitely the most mainstream ghost track, which kind of sounds funny saying that. But it's kind of like their streamlined blue oyster, huh. oyster cult sound, like a "Don't Fear the Reaper" or uh, um, "What's the uh, Burning for You?" That kind of thing. The vibe. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan, so. Yeah, and they're actually coming here to Denver on the first week of October, so I'm trying, to, trying to get press passes because those pictures obviously will be spectacular. Yeah. Close. You've seen them once or how many times? Twice. Twice? Cool. I saw them on their first North American tour at a tiny little uh, club here. So that was really? pretty awesome then, yeah. Okay, so you saw them then and then you, like, how many years ago? Four years ago or so? Man, yeah, I'd, at least. And that was their first album only? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I had, it had been out for a little bit, but I had barely gotten it. Uh, but whatever. it was That show was just amazing. A lot of fun. Cool. And he played up the whole accent, too, I assume, right? Yeah, and they talk about the devil and all that stuff. It's a lot of good, good, it's just good all-American fun by a non-American band. <laughs> it's a shtick, though. People oh, understand yeah. this, I hope. My goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, the I definitely like their last album. And when did you see them next? Just this last summer. Well, not quite summer, but at Northern Invasion, they were there. And was it pretty much kind of the, as far as I can expect, did it take it next level? Or was it kind of like the same type of theme the first time? I think it's a little bit of a next level. He was He's not wearing the pole pat anymore, and that was kind of a, um, a buzzkill because I really like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I even dressed up as him one year, but uh, and maybe he's bringing it back with the Pope star and all that stuff. Who knows? But uh, it was still, it was amazing. Their, their court, their, the, um, the nameless ghouls, they call them, had a bigger role in the, in the stage show. They really stood in one spot with, uh, you know, their like robes draped over their face when I first saw them. It was all about uh, Papa Emeritus, which was number one at the time. I think whatever they keep pretending it's a new guy, but yeah, isn't it? You probably know more about this than I do, but isn't it true that the nameless ghouls are essentially rotating uh, people in the music industry? Like I heard Dave Grohl played with them a couple times, and have you heard all this that they kind of keep a rotation? Um, I've never heard that. I've been hearing recently that uh, Shania Salt from White Zombie is supposedly their new bass player. Right. Um, I assume the Dave Grohl rumor is more because he produced that EP. Ah, uh, uh, that's right. That's right. But uh, do it doesn't you, mean I'm right. I'm just saying I've never heard that stuff. 
Yeah. And 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 they're a perfect band for that kind of garbage. Uh, I mean, I remember growing up, you know, with Kiss and hearing all these things. You know, Gene Simmons had a cow tongue, and and, and even at being seven years old, being baffled that like how I must be really young and naive to not understand how that doesn't make sense. Like I've seen a cow's tongue; you can't even fit in a person's mouth. <laughs> You know, uh, Marilyn Manson removed a rib, you know, so he could suck his own dick, that kind of stuff. And it just seems, I, first impression of you telling me that, I'm guessing it's more like that. But I have heard the the, the white zombie thing, um, but I think they're still trying to, it, it, it's a nice little fodder for them to get attention and good for them, but I don't know how much of it's legit. Yeah, the thing I'm really amazed about, though, is that in this day and age of social media and just the, you know, anybody taking a picture at any given time is, you know, I think Kiss could get away with that a lot more because they had like a deal with you know, the press and they kind of had an agreement to it mm-hmm. from, from the books I've read. And but I mean, the fact that nobody's outed these guys at this point, is pretty impressive.
Baco. You seem a little uh, not as as Baco tonight. What's going on? <laughs> oh, you know the Vikings won yesterday, and I'm kind of like it, you know it's been a while since uh, that excitement wore me out. Um, and right. uh, I had some you know whatever we 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 enjoy the victories around here. Let's just put it that way. But no, yeah, I'm 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 good, man. Yeah, I'm rock and roll. Let's fucking do this, man. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work. I, I thought it was funny. I guarantee at this point yesterday, you're just like, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Wait, no, at this point yesterday? No, I was probably sleeping. I'm sleeping? Yes, you're done. <laughs> yeah. You know the Biters, correct? Yeah, they're one of the bands that I got to find time to dig into a little more. Everything you played by them, I liked. Yeah, absolutely. They've got tons of Kiss references in their song. They're they're heavily influenced by Cheap Trick and the like. And and I yeah. still want to listen to them. Yeah, as you should. Ah! I'll, I'll send. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe you can uh, go to Biter's concerts for free, like you have the last ten Cheap Trick concerts, right? Yeah, I have, uh, they're definitely on my radar. They haven't come around since uh, you've uh, turned me on to them. They're just, I've seen some live clips and they're killer. But anyway, they're just a straight up rock band. They do what they do well and they're just a simple songs with hooks. And this is a perfect example. Now, their album that was um, Electric Blood was my, I don't remember if it was my top album. It was definitely my top five for last year. And the uh, this is a single that just randomly put out, uh, I think like two months ago. And it's called The City Ain't the Same. And it starts out definitely sound like a cheap trick song. And then it goes into this chorus that's just kick ass. And the bridge just takes it to the next level. So that, that that's The City Ain't the Same by The Biters. And then we're going to follow that up with, do you know who Ginger Wildheart is? Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, I'm not sure why. Was it, was the band one time called Ginger and the Wildhearts? Is that what it is now? Um, the band was called, and I'm not that well versed in, in him, but the band was called just Wild Hearts and they had a couple albums, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, but then he's just a very prolific artist. And then he did Ginger Wildheart was a solo band. He has a band called Hey Hello. And I only know this from the Rock Strikes 10 and the Rock and Roll Geek Show podcast, which kind of introduced me to him, but he's. Which, by the way, if you like all your rock and roll facts to be accurate, you, those are the shows you want to tune into. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> we know just a little about a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're jack-offs of all trades. So so this song is one of his... I mean, this guy has so many bands. And this one is just called CJ Wildheart. And the song is Control-Alt-Delete. And it's just basically about... You know, obviously we know that on the on the keyboard, but it's just about the end of the work week saying fucking delete the rest of the week and let's have a good time on the weekend. So just two really upbeat, simple, three-minute songs. First one is The Biters. Second one's by C.J. Wildheart. Enjoy. I wanna go where the girl 
All right, Baco, I'm going to throw it to you uh, based on a recent concert experience you had, right? Yeah. You were talking about Blink-182, I assume. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I read your article, and uh, I like it. It was a nice critical you know, view of the show. So tell me about that. Um, well, I, I'm not sure. I just got credentialed. Um, uh, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest Blink-182 fan. I don't have a problem with them, though. I, I enjoy their music enough, but they're kind of a greatest hits band for me. You know what yep. I mean? I, I, I don't really need to go deep on their records and things of that nature, but... You know, it, I, I throw a lot of media re, uh, credential requests out, and if if I get granted for something like that, I'm typically not going to pass it up. You know, it's a decent opportunity; can build a little bit of a, a portfolio for for uh, for <laughs> Jesus Christ, picture picture wise. Um, but yeah, it was like the All American Rejects, A Day to Remember, and then Blink. And uh, I don't know; it was overall it was a fun show. I was surprised at how young the crowd was, to be honest with you, and uh, it. All the bands played well. I, I to, once I, you know, you got used to Blink One Eighty Two. For those who don't know, one of their founding members, Tom, is no longer with it. And they got their whole little bitter dispute over what's going on happening. So they got some guy named Matt Skiba filling in for him, and it'd be a lot like seeing Kiss without Gene or Paul. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, and that was one of the things I was I was saying to a friend of mine. That, you know, if 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 Blink could do a show without Gene, you know, without uh, Tom songs that Tom sings, and they can't because they're just, you know, they're, they're basically almost go 50-50 like Gene and Paul do. But, you know, like Kiss, for a while, they, they largely never played any Peter or Ace tunes. I mean, I think Cold Gin was the only real song that kind of hung over uh, Black Diamond. But, you know, the, the reality is they could have even cut those two songs out and they would have still been able to put on a Kiss show. But when half your show is by a guy who's no longer in the band and he sings it. And and you, it's not like a David LaRoth, Sammy Hagar thing where you got the other guy. Lee Roth. Lee Roth. Yeah, yeah, LaRoth. Uh, and you got the other guy. L-E-E, uh, not L-A. Uh, um, it, it's just, it just for some reason, it's, it felt less genuine. Um, and I don't, it, you know what? But the, the crowd was packed. The people were eating it up. Um, and I am a fan of voting with your dollar. If you're going to drop the coin and go have a good time and it doesn't bother you, so what? Yeah, I, and the same, same thing as you, I'm just, uh, you know, general, there's some songs I like by them and, you know, they did, I'll give them credit. One of the best album titles, you know, take, take off your pants and jacket. It's a great title. And the latest one, what's it called? California. Yeah. California. You know, I, I listen to it like once or twice, just kind of in the background, as I do mm-hmm. a lot on new releases on Spotify, and it's definitely the the most because I've checked out. There's their self title that came out like ten years ago that had the song "Feel This" and a couple other things, and to me, it's the best best I've. Uh, even though that guy's gone, and yeah, again, I don't even know all the names, but Mark um, Travis and Tom, right. Travis. Isn't that anyone with their live record, the Mark Tom and Travis show or something? Something I don't know. So that's that shows what a fan I am. But 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 I guess the whole thing is that the latest one sounds more like the old Blink One Eighty Two than anything I've heard in a long time. Well, I can so, tell you this: I I do have a friend who is um he he's pretty close to like you know how I or you might be with Kiss, mm-hmm. uh, and he's also very militant against this lineup. He calls them fake Blink. Okay. You know. Uh, so he has, you know, for at least, you know, how I feel about the whole Ace and Peter thing. Sure, uh, it, sure. That's more to do with the, the, the makeup, though, to be honest with you. Um, 
all I'm saying is that like we at least kind of share that kind of passion when it comes to this. But even he said that he thought the new record was one of their better records. Um, it, like it's definitely better than the, the that EP and the the full album they did after they reunited a few years ago, and that was with Tom. So right. yeah, if if he's uh, objective enough to say that, I guess I, I would be fine with people thinking that. You know, it, it seems to validate what you just said. Is all I'm getting at. Yeah. So this is uh, after listening to it once or twice. This is the one song that really stood out for me, and the name of the track is "Sober." I know I messed up and it might be over. But let me call you when I'm sober I'm a dead man, you're a fully clover But let me call you when I'm sober Baco, so I've got another one up next that you probably... All right. Oh, yes. I'm guessing you probably haven't heard this, but I do know that you were a fan of at least a single, uh, self-titled, of the new Tom Morello uh, and Chuck D and Be Real, Prophets of Rage, correct? 
blew the way for the prophets of rage. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I have no idea what this band is about. I mean, I've heard articles are like Tom Morello is like, this is going to be, you know, uh, make uh, make America rage again. And we're going to do all these concerts. And they played here at Red Rocks. And I have no idea what the set list is. But they have only released two original songs. And it's like a five-song EP. And I'm like, you know, I assume that live what they're doing is rocked out versions of Cypress Hill and Public Enemy and Rage Against the Machine. And then they only – but it's just an odd thing where they – don't really have that much original music. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Yeah, no, I'm, I, but I'm, isn't this really just about trying to like be anti-Trump? Pretty much. They should just yeah. call it Prophets of Anti-Trump or whatever. Because that's, yeah, exactly. But It's at least a third tour that, uh, or, or at least music act that has kind of done some kind of pun on the Make America Great Again, because Filter was Make America Hate Again. Right. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to remember a third one, but there's definitely a third one. And I heard the Make America Rage Again before you mentioned it. But but it's, you know, and that, again, I haven't been to any of these concerts. I haven't seen any YouTube videos. But, you know, if I'm going to a concert, I'm hoping there's not too many or any I assume that there are though uh, political political rants because it's the last thing I want to hear. Oh yeah, I mean, I, there has to be. That was I know. honestly one of my big beefs with Rage. Uh, I don't like uh, what's his name's voice, Zach the singer. So that was that was always kind of a grind for me. But just this, uh, I don't know. You're on the biggest record company on the planet. And you're getting paid millions of dollars, and you're you're talking about corporate greed, and it just I, don't know. I know it never. And then when they got did Audio Slave, and suddenly it was the exact same music, but with like a, a lyrical angle by a singer I liked, and and they weren't everything wasn't just politics. I enjoyed it much more. Uh, but I, I do what you want to do, man. So I agree. I was always just you know I just the first Rage Against the Machine album I liked a lot, and then there was the other two albums were spotty at best for me. I liked a couple tracks. Yeah. So I think that they're glorified a lot more than they need to be um, in uh, as far as looking back. But Morello is a fucking genius. I'm he is. And that, that's the whole thing. So this is what's really cool is uh, and this goes with my idea of, of kind of what they're doing live is on this EP. They have a live track that, you know, when a mashup works really well, which is extremely rare. <laughs> I, I, I like I like it. And what they did is they took No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys for the actual music. And then they do, and then Chuck D does Fight the Power for the lyrics. Hmm. And, it, but this works. And then the other part is, it really takes the next level. It's, it's about five minutes because since you're an audio slave song, do you know the song Be Yourself? Mm-hmm. Great. It's one of my favorites by them. And they, oh, really? Yeah, I really like that song. Oh, well, whatever. But but I would go back and, and listen to it. Because, You're an idiot. Mm, I would go back and listen to it because the one minute part that's really great is the guitar solo in it. And it lasts about a minute. And so that, so in this song, what you're going to hear, it's really cool, is that they're going to hear, again, Beastie Boys. You're going to hear Public Enemy. And then there's a uh, whole part that's basically a minute to a minute and a half of Be Yourself. No sleep till... Party up. No, no, leave, leave to Brooklyn. 
All right, Baco, do you own any Sum 41? Yeah, yeah. Um, all filler, no killer, baby. That's a good one. So, and what was the one right after it that kind of had this, the first track? Does this make like... me look infected? <laughs> yeah. I mean, back... something, I, that might be the one before it. I'm not sure. It's the one that has the first song sounds like Battery, and they, they admitted that they're kind of doing an homage to it. But this is kind of a band that, was a lot hit or miss for me. And basically the first two albums, that was it. But do you remember how they kind of, and this is before it kind of became more, I guess, accepted, but do you know their like worship of eighties rock, right? They yeah. Had, they had, what was their little spinoff band uh, called? Like where they would actually dress up like it and perform kind of, and, and it was, it, it's that brand of eighties metal that never broke. Like, like your Grim Reaper kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, but they also had some like Judas Priest worship. I think one of the songs at the end was supposed to sound like Judas Priest. They would do some of it. I just thought that was kind of cool for them. I saw them open for. Same here. I saw them open for for Motley on their reunion tour in 2005. The worst. They were great, and then Motley uh, just shit all over the stage. <laughs> it was mostly their sound, and yeah. I had seen them three months earlier. Uh, kicking off the tour, and I think that three months later they're just so drugged out and back. Now, to... would that have been with Samantha Maloney on drums? Oh no, this was the reunion. Two thousand five okay. was when they did their Carnival of Sins tour. Okay. Anyway, but uh, they were good, and yeah, I've always liked that. Uh, you know, the lead singer, I guess, married Avril Lavigne and or whatnot, and and then she married uh, Nickelback guy. Yeah, he's a great, great taste in in. Douches, I guess, huh? <laughs> hey, blinks are blink. Uh, some forty-one is playing on my birthday here in town. I would, I would see them, and and I, I haven't liked them for. Geez, that must be 10, 15 years ago that those albums came out. But the there's a single. I haven't heard the. I don't even know if the new album's out yet. But the single is called "Fake My Own Death." And mm-hmm. have you heard it? I haven't, but I that day, the guitar player is back, right? Dave Brown sound. I believe the whole band is back. Um, but again, we don't have any facts here because <laughs> we don't pre- we don't prepare. So we'll say maybe. But this is the most like classic sounding song I've heard for a while, and the chorus is just is great on this one. So take it off. Fake my own death by some forty one.
All right, everyone, that's enough ripe rock for now. We actually have another part of this episode completely done as well. But like we said in the beginning, we just want to put this out there. We have some great new music that's come out recently. And just to recap, the intro to the show was the song Rivalry off the brand new album by Airborne, followed by Do Me Like You Do Yourself by Airborne as well. The album's called Breaking Out of Hell. Next one was Square Hammer by Ghost. That was followed by Control-Alt-Delete by CJ Wildheart. And also The Biters with The City Ain't the Same. Blink-182 is Sober. Prophets of Rage with No Sleep Till Cleveland. And we just heard Fake My Own Death by Sum 41. So we're going to play us out with a new track by The Last Vegas. And... This is off their most recent album called Eat Me. Yes, that's a ridiculous title, and it also has a cake on the cover. So it looks like it was drawn by a second grader. Not the best cover, but we featured a song, the first track on that album, eh, I'd say four or five months ago, called Bloodthirsty. By far the best track on the album, but this comes in a close second. The second track on the album called Here We Go Again. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.